Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. What is going on, Fleet Nation? Welcome to episode 27. And today, we are joined with our special guest, Christian Mahogany. And I'm Brennan. I'm Jared. And how are you doing today, Christian? What's going on? I'm good, man. Happy to be on the show. It's going to be a good one. Yes, sir. Glad to have you on. You know, someone who's in the trenches every you know day practicing, trying to make a career out of this. It's it's crazy that we get to talk to you. An opportunity. Brendan's got the connections to have you on the show. Glad you're on today. Yeah, psyched to have you, bro. You're our first D1 athlete, D1 football player speaking with us. So we're open to to experiences, man, and we're excited to see what it's like from your perspective. Yeah, today, today with Christian, we're talking about you know his college life. You know how does being a student athlete, playing college football, uh, you know met Trevor Lawrence, and then we'll talk about you know football. What is what his stance are? He's a pretty as a Chiefs fan. So hear what he has to say. For sure, man. So Christian, let's start off with a simple question. So how was the recruitment process for you going into this? Uh, in high school, it was really chill, you know. Recruiting process was good, you know. Uh, I mean, I did I did what every guy did most. Like, you know, like I wasn't under-recruited, but I wasn't, like, heavily recruited. So I did what I had to do, like film, put out film, you know, uh, good film. Uh, I went to camps and stuff like that, just try to do my thing to make them recognize my talents and maybe offer me. And And I'm at where I'm at now. So, I mean... I think I think it was very good overall, and I appreciate all the coaches that believed in me from when I was young to to now. So it was a good thing. Yeah. What What makes you you know How do you set yourself apart? Because you know you're competing with people across the nation for a, you know a chance to get noticed. What What do you think? What you did that made yourself stand out? Oh, I think it's just like your mentality and your work ethic. I think those two things will set you apart from a lot of people if they see you're different. Like, I always told myself, be different in high school. You can't be the same as uh, the guy next to you or the guy uh, the guy that you're battling with. So be different and set yourself apart. That's what I would say for sure. That is that, facts. That's facts, bro, because, you know, I remember, you know, I come from Danbury. We had some, you know, recruitment. And then we got – not a lot of people were getting recruited. And then we got a new coach came in, set up everyone on the team with Twitter accounts to, you know, get their highlights out there. And we started getting some, you know, attention our way at our high school. So you know, definitely, you know, you got to use social media. You got to, you know, be yourself out there because coaches and recruiters would tell when you're being fake. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Twitter is a huge thing. I think without Twitter, uh, without Twitter, you wouldn't really be able to be recruited. Uh, I told a couple of kids in high school that like make like clean, keep it clean as possible don't say anything you know that brings up too many problems just be yourself don't don't act like who you're not and they'll they'll really appreciate that the coaches for sure because they can tell who you are based on talking to you over the phone or when you meet them in person too so you never want to act like you're someone else for sure mm-hmm. yeah do you what's your uh you know what do you have like a moment of like someone on the recruiting side 
did to you that stands out, like a coach or recruitment, like any gesture? I mean, not really that I can remember because it's been a while. It's about four, three, four years since I've been in the recruiting process. So mm. I don't really remember too much about it, like like pinpoint accuracy. But, I mean, like all the coaches treated me with hospitality, my mother and whoever else was with me on my visit, my grandmother, stuff like that. So I can't complain, you know. Christian, I got a question for you. So at what moment were you like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Like at what moment did it hit you? I probably said when I was about 15 or 16 years old, I was like, yeah, I probably I think I have a shot as long as I work hard to be a division one athlete. So I think, yeah, that's when I really like took it serious more. Like when I was 14, 15, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So then after I took a look and then I was like, yeah, maybe I could really do this. I I had my freshman year coaches telling me I could do it. So I was like, you know what, maybe I should try. And then it all fell into place. That's real shit. Yeah, man, you know, that that type of, like, you know, that grind to the top is crazy. So, you know, what made you want to commit to Boston College? Oh, uh, well, Boston College, you know, is close to home, uh, really good academic school, uh, just like football. Uh, at the time, we had a coach, Steve Adazio, and it was really O-line, run-heavy type offense, uh, like inside zone type offense. And I felt like that, uh, like, fit my play style perfectly. Uh, I'm a very like aggressive player, so I thought like that type of play uh, play style I could fit in. So that's mostly where I committed as well, and like the hospitality from the coaches, I really appreciated them, and they told me I could play early, and I believed it as well. You know, there was a couple guys leaving after my freshman year, so or there was one spot open after my freshman year. My bad, and I thought I could win it. So and that's what I kind of did. So. I, that's what made me go there. I didn't want to go to a place where I couldn't play early and just rolled the bench. That's that's not me. And, uh, you know, you proved it on the field that, you know, that's crazy. And, um, you know, what is um, – speaking of, like, you know, you said – you mentioned you have to play aggressively. You know, do you model your game after anyone in the NFL now? Oh, uh, I mean, so I didn't play offensive line until my junior year of high school. I didn't start focusing on offensive line. So this is – this is going to be my fifth year playing mm-hmm. offensive line all in total because I didn't Started play already. football. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't start playing football until high school. So and then um, and then uh, I started playing offensive line my junior year of high school. So this is my fifth year in total. And, you know, I, I at first when I first started playing O-line, I was just like, you know, like I, I knew some old linemen off like Madden Ultimate Team. So I was like, yeah, I should watch like some of those guys that I pick up in Ultimate Team. I know it sounds corny, but like. I watched, like, I played tackle in high school, so I watched, like, uh, Trent Williams, Jonathan Ogden, guys like that, some legends, because I didn't really know too much about everyone like I do now. And I just watched a couple of legends, you know, a couple of those guys, and it worked out, you know, uh, Larry Allen. But now I feel like I play, like, Larry Allen the most. He's probably my favorite uh, guard to watch all time. So, and I continue to watch him to this day. If you were to pancake any, any, any defensive lineman, any edge rusher in the NFL right now, who would you pancake? Uh, probably Aaron Donald. Sheesh, bro. Yeah, or, or Khalil Mack, one of the two. What about the Bosa? The you want, what about the Bosa's? Nah, they're more of a they're more of a like a finesse rusher. So I really mm-hmm. wouldn't. I really wouldn't like you know. I mean, they're really good. Obviously, you know, generational talent. But I think a feat like Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald would be much more, you know, bigger. No, I agree. That'll get so, the yeah, click. Those two guys. That's yeah, more monumental sure. too, and it and it serves yeah. your position as left guard 
as you would be blocking the interior lines. Yeah, for sure. So what are some of your career goals? Like being at Boston College and as you prepare to make the next leap with your career here? Uh, so, so far this year uh, at BC, we're going to have one of the most experienced offensive lines in the country. Uh, as we probably, I think, uh, like, even though I have only 11 or 10, I think 10 or 11 starts under my belt, um, those guys like ahead of, like ahead of me, like the older guys, they have a lot of starts under their belt. So a goal for us, I think, uh, we want to win the Joe Moore award, which is given the best offensive line in the country. And I think we can win that. Um, and as for some like individual awards, I definitely want to be a finalist for the, uh, Oh, I forget the award name right now. The Outland Trophy. Yeah, I want to be a finalist for the Outland Trophy. That's the best uh, lineman in the nation by the time I leave. So I think I think I want to be a finalist and win the award for sure. And then uh, go on and be in the NFL one day. Those are some amazing goals. And we wish you absolutely nothing but the most best fortune in you achieving them. Sure. Yeah, same, bro. I mean, you do your division, you know, from for the college is crazy. You know, you got to face Clemson, face UNC, Miami, Notre Dame. So, you know, it's some tough competition there that, that you know. So, like, I heard that you met Trevor Lawrence once. Oh, uh, yeah. How'd that go? How'd yeah, that go? Tre- I mean, I didn't really meet him. Like, I just said, like, what's up after a game? He was a pretty cool guy, you know, seemed like to himself. Uh, I just dapped him up and said, like, what's good? And, you know, after a game, after my uh, freshman year game, when we went to Death Valley. So, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about him, but he seemed like a good guy. And how do you think that after watching him play, because obviously when, when Lawrence is doing his thing, you're chilling on the bench as, you know, as your defense is – is, you know, grinding it out every down. Um, what was it like watching him firsthand right there in the moment of a game? Like, what do you see in his game? And what do you do? You, how do you think from a first person perspective, it will translate into the NFL? I mean, he's definitely a, he's definitely a generational talent quarterback, you know, once in a lifetime, you know, all the measurables add up six, six, what, 200 pounds. You know, he's been in the spotlight since he was probably like 13 years old, I would say. So, I mean, he has all the things the tools to be successful in the league is just a matter of how will it translate. I think it'll, it'll probably translate well. I mean, if he just keeps doing what he's been doing, you know, faith in his abilities, I think he'll be fine, you know. I think he'll do just fine as long as he just keeps uh, doing his thing and, like, hopefully he, it can translate well. I wish him nothing but the best because, you know, I'm not like a guy that uh, wishes down on people. So it is what it is. But, I mean, I hope he can accept, like, taking losses because he hasn't pro- he hasn't lost. I know there's a statistic that he hasn't lost since um, his high school days. He's never lost a regular season game since high school or maybe middle school. So or ever, actually, I think. And uh, I mean, the Jaguars aren't the best situation. So maybe he can lead them into a new direction, hopefully. But we'll see. Yeah, what Chris just said is some very interesting viewpoints. Uh, just to reiterate what he said, he just said that I hope that he can, you know, learn how to take losses because in the NFL, you're going to lose games. Um, yeah. Even the best quarterbacks are going to lose games. You know, you see, you know, Patty Mahomes, his O-line was in shambles and he lost the Super Bowl, which he could have won. Um, and we could talk about that later because you're you're one of those Chiefs fans. But um, 
but yeah, no, that's a great standpoint. And that's a great perspective that we don't, we don't really think because this is, you know, the golden boy, like he, he's been winning so many games ever since he was a young age and, and it's going to be a harsh reality coming into the NFL. Everything's a lot faster. Jared, what yeah, do you think not, about that? Not to mention the pressure of being a number one overall pick. You know, he was the consensus number one pick beginning of the season before his, you know, last year in college even started. So the pressure is going to be through the roof. And, you know, he's like Christian said, the Jaguars aren't the greatest team, so they're going to lose some games. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he could even, he could even only win like two to four games next season. So it's going to be tough. Um, the, luckily, you know, the Jacksonville media – well, you know, it's better than the New York media. So imagine the Jets got him, the pressure would be even more high to win. But since he's on the Jaguars, he'll have time. He'll be an attraction for them. But, you know, he's a guy who's going to learn how to lose games. And I think with Urban Meyer, he'll be just fine. Even and Tim Tebow knows a thing or two about losing. So he can help him out, mentor him. Yeah, for sure. And Chris, you went to Primus Catholic High School, is that correct? Yeah. And some uh, some studs made it out there too into the NFL, right? We got Jabril. We got who else? We got uh, did Rashawn Gary go there too? Or yeah. And did you get to play with them, or did you? I mean, not Jabril. You missed him, but like yeah. Rashawn. Rashawn. Rashawn was there my my freshman year. What was yeah. that like? Oh, he was a cool kid. You know, very humble. Uh, like he didn't really like do too much. You know. He was just a good overall guy, you know, a guy you want to be around. So, I mean, I'm happy he's doing well. For real. That's dope. Yeah. Right so, Christian, I got to ask, um, do you have, like, a favorite moment that comes to mind on top of your head, you know, playing in-game or off the field, just a favorite, you know, sports moment? Oh, I mean, so far, I mean, it's been my favorite sports moment for myself was uh, in high school so far. I mean – we won the state championship my sophomore year of high school. So that was probably my favorite so far because, you know, I won a ring. So that's probably one of my greatest feats so far since I actually did something in the game and, you know, and I got to be able to win and see what a winning culture is like. So I think I think uh, soon enough BC will be at the top. There are more people so to expect. And I think that answer will change after the season. So Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, what is your expectations for next season? When it when does that start to start already? Uh, no, our season starts in September the fourth. We start. We open up with Colgate University. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it should be good. It should be fun. Good season. I'm expecting a lot of wins. I think we can shock the world with like how we work, our drive, our ethic, and I think I think it's gonna be a scary season for anyone who plays Boston College. So we'll definitely keep our eyes on Boston College. Next next season, Christian, what's it like playing in Death Valley? Oh, it's a it's a it's a great experience. I mean, it's very very humbling. You know what I'm saying? Like we were up on we were up on Clemson twenty eight to ten going in at halftime, so it was pretty quiet. So I mean, to see them their fans like that against BC was kind of crazy. I mean, it's 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 kind of bad that we couldn't you know finish it out and beat the defending you know. ACC champions, but I mean, it's, it's when it's, when they're up, it's very loud when they're, when they got momentum it's very loud. Uh, but when, when they're down, it's really quiet, man. Like you could hear a pin drop. So their fans definitely play a factor in the game for sure. I remember I was watching you play um, 
I think this was, you know, this was during the season. Um, and it was, it was hype, bro. Cause I was hanging out with all my homies and I was just like, yo, you see, you see that guy left guard right there. That's my boy. He's, he's running snaps left and right. It's, you know, like, and I'm watching you, bro. And, and you mean business, dude. Like you, like your play style is very physical. You have great footwork. Um, you're not afraid to, to go to war, uh, for people that are around you. And, you know, man, I, I got high hopes for you, man. And, you know, I'm excited to see your journey continue. And, you know, like I said before, I'm wishing you nothing but the best, dude. Sure, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, Sam, you know, did you did you feel any pressure, you know, being on TV now, you know, tele- nationally televised sometimes and just, you know, that whole, like, D1 experience, do you feel any pressure at any point? Uh, not really this season. I think this was probably the best season to have your first uh, college starts in, you know, mm-hmm. just because – just because there was no not a really fans in every stadium. So, like, there wasn't a lot of pressure there. But versus some teams, there was a little more pressure. Other teams, not. So, I mean, it was a good experience overall, I feel like. All right. So, out of – we know that last draft class was a very steep offensive tackle um, draft class. You know, it was loaded. We got Makai Becton. We got Andrew Thomas. We got Tristan Wurst. We got – the list goes on and on. Who do you like the most out of that class? Oh. Uh, well, out of the previous, the 2019 class, because yeah. that was, uh, was probably. Uh, mm. Oh, I mean, I mean, oh, that's a good question. Probably not. Tom. I think Tristan Worse. I think Tristan Worse is probably the best overall. Word. He's got but, the ring. Yeah. Already, he's got a ring. But I think Makai Beckton is going to be dangerous. Let's go. He is huge. I've seen him in real life. He's a mountain of a man. Oh, you saw him in the flesh? Yeah, we played him. We played Louisville my freshman oh, year. Oh, shit, bro. What was that like, bro? Like, Yeah, he's humongous. They had, they had a good atmosphere there, too. Damn, bro. Their, their fans did talk a lot of smack, though. Louisville? Yeah, like when we what, scored. What was like someone one say? Of our, what someone say? They were like, they were like, they were screaming, fuck you to people. That shit was wild, man. Tar, tar like the tight end. Yo, I got it. My fault. You go. Nah, you good. You good. I'm good. Yeah, you're good, man. I gotta say that your jerseys, the the uh, the bandana ones, are the coldest yeah, in the that- game in college football, bro. No question. Yeah, those, yeah, those are fine. We got to keep those actually because we uh, switched from Under Armour to Adidas, so we got to keep all like our jerseys, and they're they're actually yeah. gonna make another set of red bandana jerseys. That's hype. Dog yeah, from Adidas. The meaning behind it, the way it looks, I love it, man. Those, those yeah, are cool. that's one of the dopest stories ever. I feel like, for sure. Yeah. So moving on into like current NFL, just to talk some ball, we got Julio Jones getting traded to the Tennessee Titans. What's your impressions on this? That's like, a good one. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I didn't think like when I heard when AJ Brown was trying to recruit him. And, like, what Julio said based off, you know, he was like, I want a deep arm quarterback. I didn't really think that the uh, the Titans would fit into that, like, Julio lottery. I didn't feel like – I didn't feel like the Titans were going to get him at all at first reaction when he said that. So – but I don't think it could be a bad fit for them for sure. I think it could be something that definitely works out. But, I mean, it's, it's a matter of do you – Give the king, you know, the guy, the NFL's leading rusher, less carries to pass to Julio and make him happy. So that that that's going to be 
something that the Titans are going to have to work on because there's such a heavy Damn. run off. That's staff. a great point. Damn. Because, you know, that's why Julio was upset in Atlanta because he wasn't getting any touchdown red zone targets from Matt Ryan at all. His touchdown, you know, percent like TDs total went down throughout these years. And you're right. This is a heavy, you know, very heavy run offense for the Titans. You know, Tannehill will even run it occasionally for like a you know a touchdown or two in a game. So can Julio stay happy on this team? Yeah, can oh yeah, that's the thing. And like even though AJ Brown's so souped to be playing with his idol, how is he gonna feel that his idol's probably gonna get more targets and receptions than him? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, at, mm. at one point it gets like okay, like where where do I fit in this offense? That's facts. AJ um actually didn't give up the number though. Like Julio said that he could Yeah, keep Julio it. didn't want it. That's what, respect, yeah. bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I I for like someone who understands like that aspect, I mean, like first of all, Julio probably wanted a new start, number one. And number two, uh, I mean, stuff like that, you know, guys make other guys pay for numbers in the league. So it is what it is. I know if I had my number and I had like the resume Julio Jones has, I would want to keep that number. But, you know, he probably thinks uh, doesn't think like that. He probably thinks in terms of, you know, team morale doesn't want A.J. Brown to, you know, feel any pressure. Like you said, he's he's a new guy in town. He's better than A.J. Brown. So he's like, you know, keep your number and, you know, I'll, I'll get a fresh start. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what it was. And to talk about your team, Kansas City Chiefs, how do you feel about this offseason? I mean, you guys have done absolutely everything in your power to resurface that offensive line, make sure that Patty Mahomes is is held up straight, held upright in that pocket. What's your thoughts after that Super Bowl? Um, and, and how do you feel now come 2021? I mean, I think I think our like the Super Bowl loss was something that like hurt, but like I didn't I wouldn't say I knew it was gonna happen, but I mean, both our uh, pro, all pro, you know, pro bowl tackles were out. They didn't play. So it was kind of rough for Patrick, you know, to hold pockets and stuff like that. So that was rough. But in the offseason, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? We made good acquisitions, you know, Joe Tooney, uh, Orlando Brown and, and company. You know, uh, I forget the guy from, um, uh, I think, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. That's a good pickup at center. Uh, I think uh, Lorraine Juvenet Tardif is coming back after the uh, the the year off working on COVID in the hospitals because he was actually a doctor as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Trey Smith, the guy from Tennessee who fell really late. Like, he's actually one of my 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 buddies. Trey, you know, he plays really aggressive. You know what I'm saying? He's a really good kid. He just mm-hmm. had some health risks that made him drop. So hopefully he can win a uh, starting job soon as quick as possible with the new acquisitions. And I think we're going to be fine, you know, with those, with those new guys up front. I think I saw a statistic where we ranked number like seven or in the top 10 of PFF offensive lines in the NFL. And, you know, I think that's a good sign. Hey, bro, that the offensive line was the glaring issue in the Super Bowl. But, you know, like we said, there were two men down. And, you know, I, I personally believe they had that, you know, those guys, Eric Fisher, healthy, they would have made it more competitive at least, but win the Super Bowl. So, you know, ups for the Chiefs, they addressed their problem. You know, they didn't have a problem on offense, you know, with the skill positions. But, you know, they addressed their line. And, you know, they're 
back to being favorites again. You know, I mean, if they didn't uh, improve their line, they probably would have been Super Bowl favorites anyway. But you know, definitely helps against the, the Bills, who are you know a rising team, getting more chemistry together, and you know even the Titans now, who's getting Julio, there seems to be more of a threat. Yeah, the Titans are definitely a threat now in the AFC for sure. Do you think Super Bowl contenders? I mean, it's tough. The AFC. It's a tough, tough, tough conference. Yeah, definitely a tough conference for sure. I mean, Brady's out of it, so it's a little less, but. You know, you still got Lamar Jackson, Big Ben, guys like that, Josh Allen. It's gonna be it's gonna be a competitive AFC this year for sure. It's not gonna be as wide open as like you know Chiefs, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, aside from Patty Mahomes, because that's the obvious answer, who would you want to block for in the NFL? Oh, I mean, definitely Tom Brady. Mm. I think I think uh, for sure. Yeah, that would that'd be crazy. You know. Just what would you say to him? Like first time meeting, <laughs> like I'll probably be like, "Wow, like this is crazy! Like you've been in the league my whole life. Like you, your your league career is more like has more years than my life." That's true. You know, hopefully he could he stays playing so you get the opportunity. Hopefully, yeah, for sure. If you were on the opposing team and if you're playing Brady and if you walked up to him, what would what would you what would you say to him? Like, I'll be you're like not on his team, an opposing team, though. Yeah, I'll be like uh, the longevity. Like, ask him about the longevity of the career. Like, how, what, what motivated you? Probably, I mean, I pretty much know what he would say. He'd probably say the rings and just winning, which is something I can like kind of relate to. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's probably what I would ask him. Like, the longevity. Like, how do you stay up so long? You know, and stuff like that. That's true. That. So, you know, you're are you? Yeah, so I went to high school in New Jersey. You from New Jersey? Yeah. So how, how did you become a Chiefs fan? Like, was it before uh, Mahomes? Well, yeah, my father was a Chiefs fan. So, like, I didn't really mm-hmm. watch football. I didn't really watch football in, like, my days because I never played it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't really a fan. I always watched basketball and stuff like that. Even still to this day, basketball is my favorite sport, like, before football. So, like, uh, so my dad was a Chiefs fan. So I just rode, like, uh, like we would just, like, bond over that type of stuff, you know? So, like. He, he was a chief fan, so I was just like, all right, bet. I'll just follow you. Because I, I have really ha- I didn't know anything much about it until, like, I learned. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely an interesting story. You know, I know you either get your, your team from your, your parents passed down or your geographical location. So, you know, me and Brendan, you know, I'm, a, I'm a Giants fan. Uh, you probably know Brendan's a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you, th- what do you, what do you think the outlook's going to, you know, be for next season for the Giants? Oh, uh, the Giants. Oh, uh, I mean, they made some good additions, uh, acquisitions. I mean, and additions. Uh, Kenny Galladay. That's it's a good pickup. I mean, I don't think he's really like a wide receiver one one. He might mm-hmm. be like a wide receiver one and a half. So that's a good point. But uh, I think you guys should be like better than last year. You know, it's a longer season, so everyone's gonna probably take a little bit of tolls. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna see how th- this goes. And how about but, then? How about the New York Jets? Oh, I think the Jets probably had the best draft out of anyone in the in the in the draft out of any team. I mean, Ali Vera Tucker. I mean, Michael Carter from UNC. Uh, Elijah Moore. Uh, I'm missing the quarterback's name. I forgot. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. I mean, those they probably had the best draft. I mean, Ali Vera Tucker is going to be a good piece for. Makai Beckton, you know, someone who's really stout, like he could trust next to him. 
I mean, Michael Carter, I played him. I watched him play. He's, he's a baller. Uh, who else? You ever play um, Ole Miss? No, no, never. But Elijah Moore is a beast. Mm. I remember they were talking about him for, like, the Belinka Toff Award mm. for best receiver. So, that's pretty tough. Hey, man, you know, did you know that Brendan actually predicted on our mock draft episode about the Elijah Barry Tucker trade, you know, just trading up? So That's dope, yeah. With the Vikings, too. They, like, the exact swap um, with the exact team, exact, exact spot. I mean, like, ABT. The flex. Like, like, it only makes sense, you know? Like, we got to get that line. Protect our QB. Yeah, for sure. I think that was a good. That uh, was that was definitely a good uh, swap because I know the Vikings were trying to try to trade up for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that report. Yeah, and they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't get to him. And the Bears. And the Bears didn't want to mess up again by not taking Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Talking yeah. about you know the future looks bright in Chicago now that they got you know Justin Fields there, got rid of Trubisky, you know finally. Yeah, they should be fine. I think they're going to be straight too. It's going to be tough. I mean, unless Aaron Rodgers leaves, it'll still be the Packers, uh, yeah. Packers division. But if yeah, he doesn't sure. leave, yeah, so. for sure. You know, what do you make about those Aaron Rodgers rumors? Think there's no cap, or you know, he's just unhappy. Do I think they're cap? You said, yeah. Nah, I mean, I definitely don't think they're cap. I mean, one of my former teammates, AJ Dillon's on the team. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not really gonna say like what he said because that's like violation. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's cap. Like off my personal opinion, um, off my personal opinion, just because like he said he was unhappy years ago, like and and I'm I don't know maybe I know he said about Jordan Love, uh, like he was it wasn't that, but it was something else. I mean, he just needed weapons, and they never really got him what he needed. Like they probably could have made a huge push for Julio. They probably didn't even try. Oh, um, sure. I don't really know who they drafted, but it is what it is. They probably someone on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, because you know, Aaron Rodgers. I saw this stat. It was like you know, the, they haven't really spent the Packers as an organization since Rodgers has joined. They haven't really drafted it in the first round for like a wide receiver. Yeah, so, just like the Patriots. Yeah, with like the Patriots, but you know, the Patriots had Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. The Packers, you know, their head coach situations have been up and down throughout the past couple of years about, like, how good they are. Because even though they had the best record, they couldn't get it done in the playoffs multiple years. Sure. NY Fly Zone, join with us with Christian Mahogany, episode 27. We just want to say thank you very much, Christian, for coming and joining with us. Um, you know, obviously what you have done in your career has been amazing. Keep leading by example. Keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, you got my number if you need anything. And uh, I just want seriously, big thank you for taking your time out of your day. We understand that being mm-hmm. a college athlete is a significant grind, but you keep putting that hard work in, it'll pay off. For sure, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, thank you. Now, do, you do you have any, like, Instagrams you want to plug? Anything you want to plug while you're on here? Uh-huh. I'm good, man. I appreciate it, though. Oh, good, you know. Any shout-outs? Any shout-outs? Oh, <laughs> uh, shout-out BC. Shout-out hey. my mom. You know what I'm saying? Shout-out these guys for letting me on the podcast. And Thank it is what it is. Yeah, no, our pleasure. You know, our first, you know, most famous guest so far. Sorry, all the other guests, but, you know, you don't play D1 football. Hmm. So, yeah, thank you so much. No problem, brother. Thank you listening for, to episode 27 of the M1 Fly Zone podcast. It's been a pleasure.
remember to like, subscribe, comment. We're just college kids trying to run this up to the moon. Yes, sir. You know, remember to follow on their socials, NYFly Zone on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You know, content's going to be up this summer. And, you know, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone Podcast. We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NY Fly Zone. Never pet a rat, never said a lot. Only what need to be said. Got a little guap when you get a lot Want no bitch, leave you on red Don't push me, nigga, my feet on the ledge This game is like follow the leader If you looking closely enough, then you'll see that I live The moves that I made, the people I fed The evil I ducked, they minds is too feeble They lean on their crutch, I'm bleeding from fighting My demons head up When I get defeated, believe I get up I come from a city, more niggas ain't heard of Until they popped in my first CD, now look I'm on a Mount Rushmore, you niggas can't front no more